Hello, and welcome to The Board Librarians, Episode 4, Dinosaur Island, a game by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis. I'm Brian. And I'm Elizabeth. And we're here to talk about board, board games. games. But we also have a special guest. Yes, we have a very special guest. It's our dear friend, Peter. Hi. We found him in a library. Not wandering around, though. He's actually a friend of ours. Yes. And we didn't pay him to be on this. <laughs> Very true. You, you should have. But. I was going to say, he's starting to think that we owe him some money. <laughs> no, this is all free. So, Peter, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what your involvement in board games is, and tell us about one of your favorite hobbies, which I know already. <laughs> all right. Um, what do I tell you about myself? I mean, uh, I, I guess I've probably known you for, wow, how long now? Has it been 10 years? No, it's been like 15. Yeah, it really has been, it's a, been while. a long time. And actually, you were the uh, the one who, who introduced me to more complicated board games. Um, so we have been playing games together for probably about half that time, maybe a little bit longer. Well, with complicated board games. We used to play uh, some very lighthearted games before that. And as far as my uh, hobbies, <laughs> I... Uh, I like to collect video games. I'm a video game collector, and I especially like retro video games. Yeah, Pete's a big video game collector. What are some of your favorite board games that you've played? Oh, wow. Um, that's an interesting question. You know what's funny? I mean, I did like Camel Up a lot. I do like Camel Up a lot. Um, try and think what else. Beyond the Ages, that was really fun. That Savitor. was fun. Oh, yeah, we've had, we have had a lot of fun with Savitor. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess that pretty much uh, that covers the main bulk there, and I've good. I've liked most of the games that we played. To be fair, that's always a good thing. Being a retro gamer, have you ever played Clue on Super Nintendo? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I have. I just wanted to ask that since it came up in a previous episode. It did. It came up in episode one. Did it? Yeah. I, I didn't listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. You listen to our podcast yet? How dare you? I, I know. I'm a terrible person. I probably won't listen to this one since I'm on it. By the way, shameless plug, follow us on Instagram, at Board Librarians, and we also have a Board Game Geek page, which I didn't even tell Elizabeth yet. We have a guild, so you can join our Board Game Geek and follow us on our guild, and, you, and we're available on all kinds of platforms. Anyway, let's get right into the game of the episode, which is Dinosaur Island. I'm going to give a brief overview of the game, and then we're going to discuss our thoughts, the positives, the negatives, all that good stuff, and all the bad stuff in between. Dinosaur Island is a two-to-four player game that involves worker placement and action selection. In the game, you are building your own dinosaur theme park. You, oh. Once again, it's like you're reading off of something, but um, I'm just letting you know that I'm a witness that he's not reading he's off not of anything. He's not reading anything. He's just that good with explaining things. <laughs> well, I have that voice, I guess, maybe. So you're going to be doing different actions. You're going to be building up your theme park. You're going to be trying to attract visitors. You're going to be trying to avoid having hooligans, which are actually unavoidable. More on that later. And you're going to be having to build dinosaurs. To build the dinosaurs, you need to acquire different sets of DNA. There is basic DNA, and there is advanced DNA, and you're going to have to get certain combinations to build the dinosaurs. The game is divided into four phases, and let's go through each phase one at a time. We'll talk about what's involved in the phase, and we'll give you your thoughts on it, and then we'll talk, they'll talk about the overall game. So the first phase in the game is the, um, 
research phase? Is that what it's called? Well, first you have to roll the dice. That's part of the research phase. Yes. So you're going to roll the dice, and then you're going to do some actions with your scientists. You start with three scientists. And I just want to make a note. We do not have the deluxe version. We do not kickstart this game. I bought the retail version of the game, so it does not have the fancy components. It has plain paper uh, scientists. In the regular, um, in this fancy version, you actually get nice scientists. So in this game, not so much. Do they have smiley faces on them? I don't recall, honestly. But <laughs> So you put your scientists down. You can use them to claim dice, which give you DNA. You can increase your cold storage because there's six different types of DNA, three basic, three advanced, and they each have a max. And you can't get more than the max, but if you increase your cold storage, you could hold more than that. The other thing you could do is you can get a dinosaur recipe. And there's three different types of dinosaurs. There's carnivores. There's um, herbivores and there's omnivores, and the more dangerous the dinosaur, the more points they're worth. However, the more dangerous they are, which is bad. Yes. So, what did you think overall about the research phase of the game? It was good. <laughs> no, I mean, the, there's, um, you know, it really depends on what you're trying to build. Like, you have to be careful with what resources you need to gather. However... If you do not get the types of DNA that you needed or wanted in this phase, there is still hope in the other phases to get what you need in order to build a dinosaur. What did you think about it, Peter? What was your thoughts on the first part of the game? The first part of the game? Um, well, like like most games, you know, it, I think with this one what's nice, and I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, is that it is separated into phases. So you can actually uh, get a grip, get a handle on everything a lot faster than most games. Um, but as far as the first phase goes, I thought it was pretty straightforward, which was nice. No, it definitely was. So the second phase... Phase is, two. ...is where you can buy market items. There is a market, and they all start... There's $2, $3, $4, and $5, and then some of them have printed prices on them. You can add amusements to your park, such as Ferris wheels roller coasters, food stands, and there was the Hexmex, which I called... Oh, no, 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 it was uh, Rexmex, and you called it Hexmex. I just did it again. And I thought it was funny, because, you know, it seems like a good restaurant for, like, for, like Halloween. Halloween. A Hexmex, <laughs> a Hexmex restaurant, I like that. So, you buy different things, you can buy specialists for your park, which can give you special abilities that break the rules, and you can also buy... Uh, upgrades to your lab, which allows you to do extra things during this next phase. What do you think about the part where you buy stuff? This is one of those phases where if you didn't get, say, let's say the advanced DNA or even the basic DNA, you were able to purchase some. So uh, if the dice didn't roll to what you wanted, you still had the opportunity to get what you needed. Honestly, Plus other stuff. Honestly, for me, it was my favorite phase. I did enjoy the different names of the rides. I thought they were very fun. I did like the different options you had. And if you don't want something, you can pass and get $2. So if you pass in your first turn, you get two turns in this round. You can actually get something in the second round because you get money. What did you think about it, Pete? I, I actually liked all the variety of things that you could do between the specialists and the... Um, different rides and even even the fact that you could just hand in money and like like Elizabeth said get some more uh, DNA out of it I thought that was very nice I like that part it was, I thought that part of the game was really good the third phase is where you do your work replacement and you do stuff on your own action board you could spend time making new dinosaurs by giving up DNA you can increase your security and that helps you against the threat level for the dinosaurs which we didn't really get into much 
Uh, you can also increase your paddock. Your paddock also can hold initially one dinosaur. You can make it hold two, then three, then four. In the game, if you don't have a high enough security level, your dinosaurs are going to escape and they're going to eat your people. More on that later. But what do you think about that phase? The other thing I want to mention is that this part of the game is simultaneous. So if you know what you're doing, everyone can do this part at the same time and it goes really quickly. What did you guys think? Yeah, I agree that it doesn't. you're not waiting for like one person to make their turn. Because sometimes in games it's frustrating when you know what you want to do and you have all your pieces ready to go and you're just waiting for the next like three people before you to go. So that was nice being able to just get done what you needed to, build your dinosaurs, build your paddocks, build up your security, yada, yada, yada. What do you think, Pete? Yep, it's it's another great phase in this game. Um, I especially like the fact that uh, based on what you did in the previous phase, that can actually affect how you play this phase. You know, you can put down more uh, more options for you as far as the um, the different. Uh, the different lab parts? Scientists. Yeah, the different lab parts. Oh. You could put down different lab parts, and you can kind of expand how much you can do on this phase, as well as uh, upgrade certain parts. And even nice. stuff from uh, the phase... The was it phase, phase one? Can... Phase one, you can actually save scientists from that move. If you didn't want to make any more moves, you can actually save them for phase three to be workers. And one of the good things about the previous phase is you can get extra workers by getting specialists. It actually helps you get them. The more workers, and typically, I've said this before, in worker placement games, the more workers you have, the more you can do. So it's always good. I do like the fact that this part of the game goes fast. The final part of the game is the part where you work in your theme park. You pull out tourists based on the number of your excitement level, and your excitement's raised by how many dinosaurs you have and what kind of dinosaurs they are, and then you pull workers out of your bag equal to that number, and then there's the hooligans, or the hands as I like to call them. And <laughs> in the game, there's we, we made a big boo-boo in the first round, I'm not gonna lie. There are pink hooligans, and there are yellow, work, uh, yellow patrons of the park, and I mixed up the two, and I was like, oh wow, we got a lot of hooligans this round. But in reality, it was all patrons, and we screwed up the first scoring. But it didn't really affect the whole overall score of the game, but it was a big mistake. I just know the beginning, I was the only one who didn't pull out hooligans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, world. I'm doing so bad. And then it turned out, I <laughs> still wound up doing pretty bad, but and yeah. Each person you pull out gives you a dollar, and then you have to put them on rides. If you don't have room for them in your park, if you don't make enough spaces for them, they're just going to stand in line, and then you're not gonna, they're not going to give you victory points, and you get victory points that way. And the game, one of the things I like best about this game is that you can decide how long the game is. You can make it be short, medium, or long. We chose the medium game, which is a little long. I can't imagine playing a long game unless you want to make this an entire evening, but I like the fact that you can change how long the game is, and you end the game by completing objectives. And one of our objectives was getting $12 from uh, patrons in one round, building nine different dinosaurs. Ten security level. And yep. having three different types of dinosaurs, not including your starting. And the game has a lot of variables in that. So I think that overall it's definitely a fun game. Did you guys like it? Yes. Yes, I, I did enjoy it a lot, actually. Um... What were some of your what were the your favorite parts about the game? Then we'll talk about things we didn't like. The cover of the board game. <laughs> a, I I like the overall theme personally. Um, I kind of like the idea that it's uh, at least partially or a lot based on Jurassic Park. I think a lot more games uh, can can stand to be based off of 
90s hit movies. Speaking of 90s, what do you think about the graphic design of this game and the artwork? So, I like the artwork and stuff, but I, I was a little disappointed about the dinosaur meeples, about them all being pink. Well, I can tell you that the deluxe version does have shaped ones, which you saw online before we played this, but they... The game is very neon. It's very 90s. It's very pink, fluorescent. The colors are very funky. Yep. And it's not a modern-looking game. It looks like it was made in the 90s, and that was fully intentional by the designers, I believe. But it is definitely has a huge table presence. It takes up a lot of space. There's also little grooves in the board, which I like when that happens. Yeah, she's referring to the player boards. There's grooves so that your pieces can't be knocked out. For the DNA, for the threat levels, and for the security level. Because I know many people have experienced this where you're playing a game and your arm brushes against the board and it's like, what? what's my number again? I can't remember. It did happen, though, when we rolled the dice that no. um, the scoring track is not grooved. But the well, other stuff, us, the player boards are grooved. Some of us are more violent rollers than others. That's Excuse okay. me? I knew what number I was on, so... All no, good. it's again. That's that's part of the spread of the game, though. I think it's part of the charm. I, at least I knew how many points I had, and we all pretty much agreed that it seemed about right. We're we're a pretty friendly uh, gaming group when it comes to stuff like that. So yeah, we don't really we're not we're not super competitive. It's more about enjoying the experience, which I think is important. Yeah. Overall, we did have a request from a a listener who wanted us to talk about a book relating to dinosaurs, and I did try in vain to find a good book. There's not a lot of adult books that are written by, about dinosaurs. Does anyone have any dinosaur books that they could recommend? There was a suggestion to tie in books to our board games, and we're going to try to do, do a little better job of that next time. I but, didn't think about it. But, um, well, what about, all right. Hmm. Jurassic I was going to say, there's either a way, that is technically a book. I was going to say, either we can do like a book adaptation that was made into a movie or a gaming book that just made us think of this game. Danny and the Dinosaur? Sure. Did anyone read that? No. no. It's, a, it's a children's book, I think, unless I got the title completely screwed up, which is very possible. It's a little book about a little boy who has a dinosaur. That's nice. I do have some dinosaur books from my youth, but I don't remember any of them, unfortunately. Next episode, we're going to try very hard to come up with a good uh, synergy between books and book games. I'm not quite sure what we're going to be discussing, but we will figure it out. I've read a lot of horror books lately, so... What didn't you um, like about the game? What, no, actually, hmm. No, I'm just not going to... Um, what didn't I like about... Actually, no, I'm, I am going to answer. I'm going to say, like, a random, loosely tied-in thing for this uh, book for this game because it's based off of a movie that has a lot of fans, and there's this. There's two books in this series. Is it a good dinosaur? No, it's just the fan culture kind of connection what to is it. it so there's Geekerella. And there's also a sequel to it called The Princess and the Fangirl. So these are based off of uh, movies. No, it's a TV show. And then they did, like, in the book itself, they made a movie. And so they have, like, the next generation of actors and actresses. And it's pretty fun because the first book is, like, a fractured fairy tale off of Cinderella. And it's probably my favorite version of it. And then the sequel is kind of like The Prince and the Pauper because it's the actress from the remake. And then... um, a fangirl, so just that whole fan culture. But it has nothing to do with dinosaurs. It's just that whole fan culture movie 
fan base. I said it was there was loose connection. No, I think it's loose. good. I think it's good. Um, I just didn't want to not answer <laughs> anything. I can give an action category too. No, I think that was excellent. So let's talk about um, what didn't we like about the game. Anyone? I have a few thoughts. I thought that it was a little bit overlong for what it was. I think that, honestly, my least favorite phase was the first phase, the research phase. I found that collecting the DNA was slightly boring and that I didn't really care for later in the game when I had a lot of DNA banked in. I didn't really need to do that, so I found that turn to be a little bit cumbersome. I really liked getting the attraction to like pulling the people out, but I thought that part was a little bit long-winded. Anyone agree, disagree? I'd have to disagree with you. Honestly, that part went so fast that it really didn't bother me at all. That that phase in particular was very quick, especially when we had all collected enough resources to really kind of bypass it. It was just going in a flash. So, if anything, it would I would consider it, you know, not even an issue. I had a lot of resources that, um, I mean, one of my techniques, I guess, strategies I use in games is I kind of rack up my resources and save them for later and I racked up a lot of resources that I didn't really use and I didn't really focus on building dinosaurs in the beginning when I really should have because that kind of set me back with getting points and people that visit my park. I think one of the main functions in the game that serves best is paying attention to the goals and trying to fulfill them because ultimately that's going to not only speed the game up, which it may or may not be what you want to do, but it also does give you a lot of points. You know, I earned 14 points from that, Elizabeth earned 7 points. Peter held his own, though. He didn't do any of the objectives, but he did have a pretty decent score. Yeah, it really does highlight how important it is to... Uh, I mean, I think my main thing was building, building the dinosaurs and getting as many dinosaurs as possible. That really helped out my score a lot. You know, and you get because you get victory points each time you build that. So, even though it's a slower process for getting them, and you don't get as many at the end, it does help. That's true. And I want to mention that there is a good variability in this game. There are plot twists, which are special rules that apply to the game. And now, game, we got to pick a bonus action at the end of our turn. You also can get a. We also have to hire additional specialists, but there's about seven or eight of them in the base game. And there's also a bunch of different objectives, and you can play the different lengths of games. There's a lot of different stands. So overall, you are going to have some variety in your gameplay, which I think is important. So that brings us, let's start going over the reviews. So we are going to rate it on a scale of 001 to 999, which is the Dewey Decimal Scale. And Peter is cringing. He did not like this. <laughs> but that is how we do it. That's what you get for not listening to any previous episodes. <laughs> you for this. So, we will start with, let's start with Elizabeth this time. Okay. Um, Tell us why you rated it and give us your rating. Well, hold on. What number are the dinosaurs in the Dewey Decimal System? I think they're in the 600s, aren't they? Or 599? 567. Oh, my goodness. It was, because I looked for it today. I'm going to give it that. What? 567? <laughs> so, that's a pretty low rating. Um, you know... Yeah, so I don't you, know. You didn't love it. I didn't love it. All right, that's fair. I, okay, Pete, what do you think? Uh, maybe you should go. All right, so I want to say that I like this game. I would play it a couple times a year. It's not a game I would like to play on a regular basis, like I said about some of my other games. I enjoy it definitely more than Elizabeth did. I thought that the gameplay was fun. I like the I like theme parks. I'm a big Disney fan, and I like building a theme park. 
So I would give this game an 801.5. Oh. oh, this is this is bad. All right, Pete. <laughs> well, I did like it. I liked it a lot, actually. And I do like theme parks like you. And for me, one of the more important things is that the game never really got boring or never, for me at least, it never felt like it really dragged on. We were constantly moving into different phases. And I think... Um, Especially Phase 3 helped out with that a lot, as we all were doing our own actions and stuff. But as far as a rating, uh, I'll give it 8 hand, hand claps out of 10. 8 hand claps So we'll, we'll translate that to Dewey Decimal, we'll say it's 800. Yeah. Okay, you can do eight that. 8 hand claps. Alright, so it sounds like Elizabeth gave it a... I'll round it up to like the 600s, but I also... That's the thing about the Dewey Decimal system, it's like making me like... That's fair. Yeah. All right, we're going to be discussing one more game tonight, and the game is Animals on Board, a game by Ralph Zerlind and Wolfgang Sendker. And in Animals on Board, you're going to be building your own ark. And in the game, you're going to be starting with a group of animals. You're going to be dividing them. On your turn, you have one of two actions. You can either take a group of animals by giving one food crate per animal in the, in the group, or you can divide them into two groups, and they have to be two different groups. They don't have to be even. So you're basically either taking or dividing, and you have to accumulate food crates in order to take the animals. So you start the game with one food crate, so the first turn you're not taking anything. And you're trying to collect sets of animals. If you have a pair, they're discarded. If you have a single, they're worth the points listed on them. And if you have three or more, they're worth five points each. So it's a game of set collection. And it's a very simple game. As soon as a player has ten, they end the game. If you have more than 10, you discard down to 10. You add up your points, and that's how you do it. Very simple. And we're just going to have a very brief discussion about this. What were your thoughts on this game, Pete? You know, um, I think this is a very good kind of end-of-the-night game when you've, uh, when you've just exhausted yourself as far as thinking about these games and things. This is really just a way to kind of defrizz and just kind of play a nice, simple game. Um... I like it. I like the simplicity of it. Um, the artwork is cute. It, it is cute. And um, having little arcs and things like that or add a nice little touch to it. Elizabeth, what did you think? I liked it. I know um, off the bat, the animals are cute, but then also you have some animals that are like the similar color. So if you're not looking carefully, you can mix them up like the rhino and the elephant. I know the alligator and the turtle, they don't look too similar, but, like, you know, if you're not paying close attention, you can be like, oh, wait, no, that's not the one I had. I had the other one. So there's room for getting mixed up. And there's a little bit of luck involved because you take all the animals, you put them into little piles, and if your animal is at the bottom of a pile and you're trying to collect rhinos and you only see two rhinos in the whole game and you're waiting for the third and fourth one and it never shows up, you're not getting the rhino points. There's also the luck of how people split up, which you can't... You can't obviously tell them, oh, split this up this way so that I can get the maximum points. No, you don't know what people are trying to do in this game. Everyone's... Everyone's using... are themselves. doing their own things, <laughs> yep. So, and if you're not paying attention, like, I know I had... I started off with a fox and an alligator. No, I started... I changed my mind when I started off. I had a turtle... And a fox. And I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, you know, I don't remember seeing any of the foxes during this game. And they were taken very early on. So I was taking a lot of the question mark tiles, the ones that were face down. 
as like a, you know, a whim, like, hmm. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why there's no foxes, because Peter took them. <laughs> yeah, each round there are a certain amount of tiles face up, and there's always a face down mystery one. And it's quite fun to see what it's going to be, but sometimes it's really bad. It's like, oh, man, I don't want this animal. Yeah. So it was, it's a simple game. I wouldn't say it's a good, it's, I think gamers would enjoy it, but it's not like a must-have for your collection, but it is a cute game. It's a light game. It is. So I think that instead of giving it a normal rating, I think we should just say thumbs up or thumbs down. Is that too basic? Or like, would you stay on board or throw them overboard or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> These animals Sink are going to be on board for me. Yeah, I would say it's on board. A, we, could, we could give it a rating. Let's give it a rating. Uh, my, my Dewey rating for this is going to be a 701.5. Why? Because it's good for what it is. I mean, you know what? Compared to Dinosaur Island, it's a completely different kind of game. Quantify your 1.5. Because I'm being random and arbitrary. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this, like, Dewey Decimal system is kind of... Do you think we should have a new rating system for the next episode? I don't know. I just know, like, part of me is like, oh, it'd be cool to, like, connect it. And then, yeah, I just, um... You could see my I problem I feel kind of bad it. for rating Dinosaur Island low. That's why I'm like, oh, I'll round it to 600. This, I feel like I would put in the same 600. I don't know if it's... All right, so I don't know if it's the fact that it's the category trying to influence my decision based off of Well, that. you know what? Let's put a call out to our listeners. Listeners, what do you think of our rating system? Is it too wide-ranged? Should we lower it to a 1 to 10? Do you like it or not like it? Send us a message on Instagram or email us at board li it's boardlibrarians is at, it? Gmail. at gmail at gmail.com. Send us an email and tell us what you think because we'd love to hear back from you to know that you're listening and that you care. We hope you care. If you have any questions, send us a question. We love to answer questions. It would be fun to have a listener question segment. I'm kind of bummed that there were no goats in either game. <laughs> she did request a game about animals, and I did deliver. You did. I'm just saying, like, technically... Two animals. Yeah, technically. Like, because there is... I mean, there's an unfortunate ending for the goats in Jurassic Park, but there is a goat mm -hmm. in Jurassic Park, and animals on board, I don't know why the goats weren't represented in this game. I have so. one final question for you two. What does it do with that woman on the cover? Why does she have a dinosaur hat on, and would you want her to be your tour guide in the dinosaur island? I don't know. I can't see it. Oh, uh, she's wearing, like, an alligator. Well, it's not an alligator. It's a dinosaur hat because it's a dinosaur theme park. But it looks like an alligator from here. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be like a fun little tour guide. Like, hey guys, let's But she has dinosaurs. this giant dinosaur looming behind her. It's like very foreboding. Maybe she's supposed to be one of the uh, scientists. A scientist wearing that kind of hat? What is a costume I think she's a work? tour guide. Oh, uh, okay. Or maybe she's just crazy. <laughs> maybe she's just, she's just out there. And she has purple hair. Well, you can't. I love purple hair. Purple hair is very in these days. Yeah. Bit. She's a very bubbly person. Like, hey guys. I have to tell you, on my way to my walk this morning, I saw a girl with green hair. I had pink school. in my hair one summer. My mom accidentally <laughs> <laughs> left it in my hair too long. We She put the hair dye in, and then she's like, let's give the horses baths. It'll be fine. <laughs> 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 it was like summertime. Let is me it? just say... It was very bright, but luckily it was summertime, and I went swimming a lot, and the chlorine made it go away quickly. That's a fun story. I like that. Yeah. 
All right, I guess that about does it for the Board Librarians episode four. Tune in in two weeks. Subscribe to us. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We have two reviewers so far. We were thrilled beyond belief. Yes. And we hope to have many more. And Thank you to the Station Public Library for letting us record in their booth. And thank you to Mr. Peter for being our host. Mr. Peter. Oh, I was your host. That's awesome. I thought I he was realize. our guest. <laughs> you are a special guest, and we hope to have many more. We'd love to ask Peter back again in a future episode. I want to thank you for having me, and uh, it was a very fun time. Yay. It was a pleasure. So thank you once again, and you'll hear from us very soon. Goodbye. <laughs>